Hello and welcome to the She Is Left Project. This podcast is dedicated to helping you heal from the challenging and painful relationship with your mother so you can finally experience the love you've always craved. I'm your host, Jennifer Arnese. I'm a mother wound coach, author, and healer who believes tenderness and vulnerability are your true superpowers. Sis, it's time to finally heal your inner little girl so you can start thriving and not just surviving. Progressive, irreverent, and real, this podcast will have you laughing and crying at the same time. Trust me, you don't want to miss an episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the She Is Loved Project Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Arnese, and I am so glad that you are here. I'm so glad I'm here, too, because I could have laid in my bed all day long And nothing would have been wrong with that, except I know that one of my intentions is getting shit done, especially this podcast. So I was like, this is really the perfect time. My 14 year old son is outside doing what 14 year olds should be doing outside in the sun somewhere, hanging out with his friends. And I've cleaned my kitchen, folded laundry, hung out with one of my homegirls for a little while this morning and this house has been so quiet. Oh, do you ever get those days where it's like, oh, it's so nice. I don't have the TV on. I don't have the radio on. There's no podcast playing. I'm not doing anything. I don't have this list of things to get done. There's just this inner silence that matches the outer silence that I have just been reveling in today. And when I felt fully nourished in that, I was like, this would be a great time to record. So here I am, you know, right now I'm in this space of, and I was talking to my friend Bessie about this today, wanting my life to look different you know, this idea of transforming one's life. And I've been, I've been looking at this and thinking about it over the last year. Like I want my life to change. I want, when I look at my life, I want my life to look differently than it did previously. And not because I'm comparing it to someone else's or because I am a slave to productivity, but I want to see evidence of the things that I say I believe about myself. As an introvert or ambivert or however you want to, you know, consider, however I consider myself and a spiritual seeker and this esoteric being, I spend a lot of time thinking and feeling and meditating and praying and journaling and pondering and having conversations. And it's like, I'm trying to gather all of the information I can so that when I do act, there's very little risk that I will fuck it up and that I will be sure that it will work out correctly. I don't know about y'all, But for me, I've used personal development, spirituality as an escape from doing the things that need to be done to get what I want. 
Yes, I believe in alignment. Yes, I believe in law of attraction, but I also believe in chopping wood. Okay. I also believe in picking up your bed and walking. I do believe that now. I would like to say I always believe that, but if that were true, I would have seen different changes in my life a long time ago. And I I own that shit. I can't even say anything. I'm not even going to be like, girl, what are you doing your best? And yes, cool. I hear you. But there comes a time where, you know, there's a line in the sand where the rubber meets the road, where you got to pee or you get out, you got to get off the pot. And that's really where I am. I have done a lot of inner work, you know, I love inner work, but where is the outer work sis to match your inner work? And could it be that you've had a lot of um, anxiety that has masked itself as inner work and preparation? I remember I started, my first time in therapy was when I was in college, which I'll I'll age myself. I'm 47. I just turned 47 at the first part of November. And I started therapy my junior year, maybe sophomore year um, in college due to, I know once I tell y'all this, y'all gonna want to hear this whole story, but I'm gonna tell the story later, but I'm a sexual assault survivor. And, um, you can see, if you go to my YouTube channel, you can see like a six minute video of me talking about that. It's not like, oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's there. But if you want to know now you can go there and look, um, and I'll try and remember to put the link to my YouTube channel and that video in my show notes. If not, just go, just go to YouTube and search Jennifer Arnese and it'll come up. But anyway, um, of course I was struggling with that, um, going through a lot of depression. Um, I call it dark night of the soul, what I was experiencing then, because not only was I raped at 17, I hadn't told anybody. So I, I finished my 12th grade year of school, set out a year, went to college and everything looked like it was great on the outside, but on the inside I was literally dying. Okay. I was fucking dying on the inside. Um, suicidal ideation, whole nine. Right. But still I could not tell anybody like literally my throat chakra was completely shut off, which had happened way before that. So I realized I could not keep living. Literally. I could not keep living without help. So I started going to therapy and I stayed in therapy. Um, and I also was in a, um, sexual assault survivors support group. I did all of this probably through the end of my college career. So maybe two years or so I was in therapy. And even when I graduated college, a couple of years later, I went back into therapy. Now, mind you, during all this time, I still wasn't telling anybody that I had been raped. I told my two of my boyfriends at the time, um, it did not go over well. I will let you know that. 
Um, I think I told my college roommate, but it was very sparse, the things that I said, but I, it wasn't a sharing. It was still for me, shameful, deep, dark secret, lots of guilt, all this type of shit. When I look back on it, I hoped my, this is what my mind was telling me. If we can go to therapy and we can fix this, right? We can fix it. We can feel better. We'll never have to tell anybody. (laughs) Now, I never told my therapist this, but in my mind, when I look back, I'm like, that's really what I was thinking. I did not want to heal it so I could share it. I wanted to make it go away. And really, so what I was really trying to do was manipulate the system. Really? That's what I was doing. And I can see through the years how I have manipulated healing systems so I don't have to, what, how do I say, risk humiliation, risk shame, risk abandonment, and risk rejection. Okay. I am doing everything in my power so I don't feel those things. And here I come damn near middle age and realize if you don't risk shame, humiliation, abandonment, rejection, um, if you don't challenge your fears in those areas, you will never get anywhere. And you can say you're doing the work, but if your life is not evolving and changing externally, are you really doing the work? Right. When you say, oh, I have forgiven them, I have released it and I have let it go. But you are not putting yourself back out there in similar situations. Have you really released it and you let it go or you've only released it and let it go? Meaning I retire. I'm not even fooling with that no more. That's really not the same thing, you know, and then we tell ourselves, well, I don't want that anymore anyway. Liar. You know, you still want it. You know, you still want the relationship. You know, you still want the career. You know, you still want to travel. You know, you still want the community, you know, whatever it is that you have always in your heart wanted that you don't believe you can have. You still want it, right? But you still working on it and working on it. I used to call it, um, I'm, I'm black, of course, but I don't necessarily have the best rhythm. And even though my family was blackety black, my environment was not necessarily urban. Like I grew up in the suburbs you're like, okay, where is this going? And so I wasn't, I didn't grow up in an environment where there were like double Dutch play, you know, jumping rope and had all these cool, fun hand games, all that shit that I look back on. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have had that growing up. You know, I was in school and I was at church. Those were, that's where I was. But I always looked at people doing double Dutch and my dog is in the background and hopefully she doesn't start barking. Cause if she does, you're going to hear it because I'm probably not going to edit it out. But I would be like, Ooh, I look at them trying to like when they're trying to jump in with double dutch you like count me like ooh 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 i'm about to jump in i'm about to jump in i'm about to jump in and then they actually jump in that shit used to scare me to death i was like i can't do it i can't do it it was 
and it might for real. And it's so funny that it's a game and you're out there with people just having fun. But even back then when I would see things like that, it was my fear of being hum- publicly humiliated if I didn't do it right. Right. And not even wanting to try because I didn't know how. And I knew, hold on one second. Okay. I'm back. Yeah. She just would not stop until I took her outside. So anyway, I was just scared, scared of getting it wrong, scared of not being good enough, scared that they would reject me, that they would laugh at me, that I would continue to feel alone and isolated. And because of that fear, I created habits that left me feeling alone and isolated. So it's like this thing that you're afraid of happening, you inadvertently create it for yourself anyway, which is fucked up, you know, but, but the fear will tell you your ego will tell you, girl, don't you do it. Don't you do it, girl. And if anything, I'm just here to tell you, do not believe that. Right. I'm here to tell you to sit down and have real honest conversation with yourself about why you're doing what you're doing, right? Hold yourself accountable. Tell the motherfucking truth to yourself, okay? And then be honest enough to look at the data, Look at your past, look at the results that you've gotten based off of the actions that you've taken or the actions you haven't taken and be honest with yourself. Now what, what am I going to do now? Right? You can do one of two things. You can say, you know what? I'm not willing. I'm just not willing. Okay. Well then fine. You're not willing. Then Don't say you want it anymore. Don't talk about it. Leave people out of it. Okay. Because let me tell you what motherfuckers don't want to hear. They don't want to keep hearing about what you going to do, what you want to do when they can clearly see that you are not taking the actions to make those things possible. Nobody wants to keep hearing that or keep hearing excuses. And I'm talking to the people who are making excuses. I'm not talking to the people who are Moving forward, but it might be slow. I'm not saying it's a smooth road or it's a straight line, but I'm saying, goddamn, get in the car, crank it up and move. Move in the direction of what you want. Even when it's scary, even when it's unsure, even when you feel like you're risking humiliation, rejection, abandonment, you know, sometimes we make it so grand that it's like, oh no, I got to wait. I got to, Ooh, I got to do this. This got to be in order first. And that's got to happen first. Perfect example. Okay. So let me tell you about this podcast that you're listening to right now. I want this podcast to be like the biggest fucking podcast ever. That's what I want. I want to be top ranked. I want to have all them downloads. I want it to lead to greater opportunities, like all of those things right? I'm be honest. That's what I want. And I 
was so slow to pull the trigger because I wanted everything to be set up correctly before I started, right? I wanted all the, I wanted the cover art to be right. I wanted to have the workflow perfect. I wanted to have um, a list of ideas of podcast topics. I wanted, um, let me tell you the main thing. I wanted this Patreon community, right? So if you listen to my other episodes or you look in the show notes, you see, I have a Patreon community. I was like, oh, I got to get this and I got to do this and I got to build it here. And if I do the podcast, boom, boom, boom. And I was, all of those things really had me stuck because it was a lot of fucking work. And I was like, oh, I can't do it unless I have all of these things together because that's what other people are doing and that's how it's got to look. And that's the only way. And then I realized I'm following somebody else's dream, right? I'm following somebody else's dream and their path. My thing is, sis, record the goddamn podcast and get it online. Start with that. Start with that one habit. You want to be a podcaster. You want to use your voice to inspire, to uplift, to heal, to help others heal. Then record the goddamn podcast and leave the rest of that shit. Okay. Do what you can do now and stop thinking about, oh, if you don't do it perfectly, then people aren't going to take you serious. Or, I mean, I can, I'm not even going to spend the whole length of this podcast trying to tell y'all all the divisive thoughts that had halted me and slowed me down. The anxiety, Lord, the anxiety, the overthinking. And it's like, ma'am, what are you doing? Just do the goddamn thing. That's the habit. Do the thing. It's really not about it being good enough because what I had to do, I I realized this when I was upstairs folding clothes, I was like, what is good enough? Tell me what the definition of good enough is because that's where you are, you have a disconnect, right? And so for me, I had to define once and for all what is good enough when it comes to this podcast. Good enough for me is I... Um, record and upload every week that I have a weekly podcast that I have show notes that I have, um, quality audio. That's it. That's the end to me. I was like, Oh, well I can do those things. Those things. So if that is, Oh yeah. And that I'm sincere and I'm in, and I'm authentic in my conversation with you guys that I was like, well, fuck, I can do that. But before I had this list that I had to do, I had to explain why I wanted y'all to join my Patreon account. Then I had to do all the shit in Patreon that you got to do. Once the people come for that community, um, I had to outline and research every podcast. I had to have a call to action for every podcast. I had to be doing my list building all of this shit. And I was like, if I wait until all of that is done, there will be no, she is loved project podcast. And you will have again, found a reason to defer 
delay, distract, and discourage yourself from being on purpose in this world, right? So for me, the most healing thing I can do is take action. And I want to say to you, the most healing thing you can do is take action. Risk, abandonment, rejection, shame, and humiliation. You will not die. Okay? You're not going to die. And you probably won't experience those things in the way you think you will. And here are some ways where you can minimize the chances of abandonment, rejection, shame, and humiliation. First of all, when you share, you dissolve shame. So the more you do the thing you want to do, the actually the less shame you feel because you already feel the shame that's, that's inside of you. So you can't shame somebody who's who's sharing and who's living their truth. So boom, let's knock that one out of the way. Let's come to, and, and humiliation and shame go together. So same thing. <clears throat> well, I would say this for about humiliation. Set your own standard for success, right? My standard of success in this podcast is it's a weekly podcast. I have quality audio and I'm sincere and authentic. If I've done those things, no one can really humiliate me and be like, oh, look what she did. Because these things are measurable. I'm authentic. I'm weekly. I have good audio. What else? What the fuck else can you say? Nothing. Right? So that's humiliation. Abandonment and rejection. Now, these come down to who is your audience? I'm not talking about my podcast audience. I'm talking about your your audience. Who are you talking to? Who is your community? Who are the people out there that you think are judging you? Right? First and foremost, I always tell people this. Nobody is thinking about you. We're in the middle of a pandemic. People have so many things going on. Do you think they are somewhere looking at you, scrutinizing you, worried about what you're doing? And how good you do it when we are all out here trying to figure this shit out the best way we can. Okay. But when you build a community, those are people that are welcoming you. Those are people that are accepting you. They're nurturing you. They're uplifting you. They're not sitting there waiting to abandon and reject you. But I know if, Listen, I know why you're here. We talk about the mother when we, cause you grew up being rejected and abandoned, shamed, humiliated. So that's your baseline, but you heal that by challenging it. Everybody out here is not your mama. That's the really, and, and, and that's why the mother wound is so deep, man. It's such a core wound because we learned that we weren't good enough so early on that it's been a part of our life forever, right? And we've taken on the responsibility of proving ourselves. And that has fucked us up because 
it's so inaccurate because we never could have proved ourselves to our mother. There's nothing we ever could have done that ever would have been good enough. And because she was our mother, we looked at her as the measure and that she was accurate. And then we turned around and we're living our life out in that way. So that's why you don't have any autonomy, right? That's why you don't own your life because you're still trying to win that attention and that approval of others. And I'm telling you, turn it around. How do you approve of yourself? How do you measure that? And then you have to challenge it. Healing is really, there's a science to it. A science is something that you can figure out, you know, an algorithm or um, an equation to, and you can repeat it over and over again. And that's really what healing is. But if you don't put the equal sign at the end, all you're left with is an equation. You have to equal it and come out with a solution. And that solution is always going to require action. It's always going to require action. Part of me wants to tell you, and this is how you do it. And this is the way. And if you do it this way, I guarantee it'll work out the way you want. And that really is a crutch. I believe in you. I know if you get quiet enough, if you clear your mind enough that you have a solution, you have an idea of how it can work. You already have a way. You've already written that shit down. You've already told somebody. You just have to do it. What I will say is find a version of this action that feels safe for you. I'm going to use myself as an example with the podcast. If you're listening to this actual podcast, that means I shared it with you guys. But what, what am I trying to say? Me recording the podcast, there really shouldn't be any fear because I'm just recording it in my house on my, on my laptop. Like, why would you still be afraid, Jennifer, to record the podcast when it's right here on your laptop? It's so like there's really sometimes we're we're risk aversive, but there isn't even any risk at all. Like I could come on here and the next podcast I could be like, I think that I want to do a whole podcast and it's going to be a poem. Guess what? I might be, oh my God, I'm scared to death. I'm going to do that. Ma'am, just record it. You don't have to use it if you don't want to. Like really, we have to be able to use, you know, both sides of our brains and realize when we are bullshitting ourselves and when really something is too much, right? So the whole big grand production of a podcast might be overwhelming for me right now, but doing a weekly podcast that has quality audio and is authentic and sincere, I can do that. All the other stuff might not be where I want to be right now. And it may never be. Does that mean that I'm not going to have the success that I want to on the platform? Absolutely not. Because there's a thousand and one ways to kiss the ground. Okay. We can skin these cat all kind of different ways, but you have got to move. Okay, you have got to pick up your bed and walk. You have to chop wood. 
All right. And what I will say is be consistent in your action, right? Do the things that scare you. I know that is so cliche, right? But challenge, is there really, always, always say this to my clients, you know, is it a curb or is it a cliff? A lot of times, I'm going to say 99% of the time, it's a curb that we have to step off of, but we really think it's a cliff. Now, do you need to hold somebody's hand when you step off the curb? Cool. That's fine. All right. Do you need to do a little bit of measuring? Okay. Do you need to be wearing comfortable shoes? Okay. Do you want it to be sunny when you step out on the curb? That's fine. But ma'am, you need, you're going to have to step out there. So get to stepping and don't treat it like how I did with the whole double Dutch situation. The most important thing I really want you to know and hear me when I say this, you are not in this by yourself. Even if I've never met you, I'm still rooting for you. I still believe in you. I know you have what it takes to get what you want in this life. I know that whatever you've been through, that is not the end. I will not let it be the end, right? Use me as an example. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm right here in the moment. I hope this podcast makes it, this episode that I'm recording, but it it will because guess what? It fulfills my three criteria. It's weekly. Um, It's got great audio, quality audio. I believe in good audio, y'all. I believe in it. My audio is only going to get better. And it's sincere and authentic. And that is for damn sure because... I just thought about this shit. I was like, I was up in the bed. I was like, that's what I want to talk about right now. And that's what I love about this. This is what I want this podcast to be. You know, it's not always going to be, you know, all prim and, and bow tied up with a bow and all that type of shit, but it is going to be real, you know, and I'm committed to putting myself out there in that way because that's what I want you to do. So I'm just trying to do this shit by example. I don't even want to say lead by example because we're in this together, right? So that's it. It's been about 30 minutes. That's also my thing. I don't want to take up all y'all day. And I don't want to take up my whole day either, but I love you. I believe in you. I know you can do it. Stop confusing your anxiety for intuition. Okay. If there's no action involved, then that's your anxiety. It's not your intuition. There's something you can do. Ask yourself, what's something I can do right now? You know, what tell me, give me something, some action that I can take right now. So I know that I'm moving in the right direction, right? And only you know that. So be honest with yourself. Don't bullshit yourself. I love y'all. I will see you next week. Um, stay tuned and, uh, yes, be good to yourself. Thank you for joining me on the, she is loved project podcast. Every week I'm committed to reminding you that you are loved, you are seen, and you are heard. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and your favorite platforms. And if you're feeling really supportive, click the link in the show notes and consider supporting me via Patreon. This community support goes a long way. Thanks so much and see you next week.